0: Good morning, everybody, or uh, good afternoon, depending upon where you are, I guess. I'm on Pacific Time. It's 10 o'clock here, and we're ready to go. My name is Ron Hoppe. The name of our company is Main Street Capital Partners. Main Street Capital Partners is, uh, we're an investment company and invest primarily in defaulted trust deeds. That's our business, trust deeds and mortgages. Now we work to get these loans to a reperforming status, and then we either sell the note or keep it for cash flow. Notes are our business. That's what we do. We buy hundreds of notes per month, and uh, we we own and buy both first and second mortgages. We buy both performing and non-performing loans, but our primary emphasis is buying non-performing loans, getting them to rework and uh, keep the homeowner in their home and then either sell those notes to investors looking for passive income or keep those notes ourselves for cash flow. Our team consists of our president, Chrissy Jones. Chrissy has an MBA in finance and 10 years experience working with, uh, as a vice president of an international investment banking firm. Uh, Tyler Hoppy is a licensed California attorney, very experienced in private placements, SEC regulations, Dodd-Frank adherence, um, the Fair de- Debt Collection Practices laws, and um, is active in the uh, business and also has a, a law firm as a partner in his uh, law firm, Hoppy Reed which is primarily a real estate uh, and um, uh, SEC adherence law firm and me, the CEO, I'm a licensed real estate broker. I have an NMLS endorsement and I've got 40 years of business ownership. I'm an old guy um, and um, I've owned uh, 10 companies over the course of those 40 years, two of them publicly traded. So I think we have a a real great staff to assist you in learning this business and to helping you when you get involved. Um, In addition to the three of us there, we do have a transaction coordinator. We have a pricing desk manager, a trading desk manager, an IT manager. Uh, We also have a loan broker on board to assist us in doing the um, well, like 1023s uh, doing the hardest hit funds and so on and so forth. So in addition to that, then we have an asset manager or we have asset managers that do our workouts for us. And they are pretty much overseen by our vice president and COO, our chief operation officer and servicing um, director. Um, Ingrid Maddox. So I'm sure over the course of these Tuesday meetings, you'll learn and hear from everyone. With Tyler's input, of course, we have to make the disclaimer, and that is that this is for informational purposes and educational purposes only. We're not trying to um, make any kind of offer to sell membership interests or securities. Uh, This is strictly educational and um, we are not providing legal or accounting device that, advice. That would be up to you to get at your um, local level. So, over the course of uh, our Tuesday meetings, uh, this is what we hope to cover, and this will expand and have some subplots to it as we go along, but uh, first, we, we want to kind of share with you why we think These uh, notes investments are such an exciting uh, investment vehicle. I'd like to share with you a little bit today about what we think the future holds for this business. Let's say the short term, three to five years. Um, We're going to try to convey our absolute love for this business to you. We're going to help help. Show you how to purchase, whether you want to purchase single notes or portfolios or pools of notes and how to purchase them at a discount. Uh, we would like to show you the investment potential of notes, be it firsts or seconds, be it performing or non-performing. We'd like to show you how to purchase non-performing notes and provide the homeowner with. A chance to stay in their home by providing them things that banks, the traditional banks, the banks that made the loan in the first place, are either unable or simply unwilling to provide. We want to show you how to capitalize on the purchasing power of notes. What can you do with a note after it's performing? Some of these things that, uh, that are available to the investor are really kind of disguised and unknown, and we'd like to share some of that with you. We'd like to show you how to become a note investor and receive passive income and no back office work whatsoever. And then Tyler's going to spend a lot of time with you on the raising capital issues, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the Regulation D, how to do a private placement, um, how to manage your attorney when, when doing a private placement, and what other opportunities are available out there for you to Get involved um, in raising capital to buy notes with. So, we're going to do it every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. I'm going to try to hold the teaching part down to 30 to 35 minutes. We're going to have a 15 minute, uh, probably every week, uh, 15 minute question and answer period. And during the week, if questions pop up as you're trying to learn or do this business, uh, just please uh, send them via email to info at mscpinc.com, info at mscpinc.com. And uh, I would lastly ask you to do one thing, and that's leave your ego and your pride at home. Uh, Please don't feel embarrassed if you don't know anything about this business, and please don't think you know everything. I have been in this business full time since about 2004. And I attend and buy just about every educational product out there. And I always figure if I can learn one thing, if I only learn one thing from each of those seminars, it will pay tenfold in this business. And that has proven to be true. So uh, please don't. Make the mistake of thinking you know everything and then especially once you are in this business. Let your ego rest when you're talking to homeowners make homeowner feel like you're on the same plane as they are that you feel their pain. Don't act like a debt collector. You want to be a friend of the homeowner. So. Let's get started. The first thing that I'd like to do is I'd like to get started uh, with kind of giving some definitions on what the uh, a couple of terms, uh, three terms, especially that you're going to need to know to get in this business. Now, I know that uh, on here we have a a number of people who are experts in this industry. Uh, We also have a lot of people who. are, are interested in the business but aren't um, knowledgeable yet. And we have to start this kind of at an even footing. So um, I, w- I want to give some basic instruction, and then we'll get more involved as the weeks go by. But first, first thing you have to know is what is a promissory note? Well, a promissory note is simply a promise to pay that a, that a borrower makes to a lender. And if the promissory note is written correctly, it becomes a negotiable instrument. It can be traded or sold just like uh, an automobile can or a stock can. And the market is huge. We'll cover that in a little bit. Now, unlike just an ordinary promissory note, a promissory note written on real estate um, is secured by that real estate. That is there is a piece of real estate backing that note and that that can be either in the form of a trust deed a trust deed or a mortgage now while we're going to probably in the course of our discussions use the terms interchangeably we have to know the difference because they have an impact on the value of a note uh, a trust deed in that case, a borrower, the borrower of the uh, uh, loan, or the owner of the house, gives a deed, a trust deed, to a trustee, and that deed allows the trustee to sell the property if the borrower defaults and the trustee has done a certain a, num, a certain chain of events that are required. Now. Um, that can take place in as little as 21 days Um, in california for example the the laws dictate what has to be done for a period of 111 days so a trust deed because the trustee has the right to sell the property without going to court can go by pretty rapidly now the mortgage on the other hand requires an actual lawsuit to enforce the payment of the note. So a, a borrower must be taken to court. The lender has to file suit and the court will allow them to take. Um, we'll make a judgment uh, for closing on the property. And as you can imagine, that can take a long period of time. Uh, in some states, Uh, foreclosure takes as long as two to three years. So when you are valuing a note, certainly you want to take that into consideration. Now, the difference between a trust deed and a mortgage are state regulated. So some some states are trust deed states and some states are mortgage states. About 28 states are trust deeds and about uh, 22 of them are mortgage states and so when you're buying a note take that into consideration how long is it going to take you to get your money or to foreclose if necessary so why do we really want to invest in trustees or mortgages well first they are secured by real estate unlike uh a uh, uh, A loan, just a a promissory note, an unsecured loan. These loans are secured by real estate and give the lender a right to take the property back. They can have very predictable high returns. And we're going to show you a couple of those today to show you what kind of returns are available in the um, note industry. And they can provide you with a stable passive monthly income. Absolutely great for IRAs, um, self-directed 401ks, uh, retirement accounts, and a lot of people just use them as regular investment accounts and reinvest the monies as they come in on a monthly basis. So one of the big benefits of note investing is that you become the bank. You as a Buyer of real estate notes can actually be buying assets just like the big boys, just like the hedge funds, the REITs, the uh, the private equity firms uh, that are buying, utilizing billions and billions of dollars. Uh, you can buy these same assets as the big boys buy. And why would you um want to reinvent the wheel. This business is a $1 trillion business. It, the big banks have been doing it since 1938. They've been trading mortgages back and forth. They've been selling to private investors. They've been selling to hedge funds, and they've been doing it for years and years and years and doing it, making huge profits. And now you can get into the same business and actually you have an opportunity to do even better as a percentage wise than the banks do so why would you want to be the bank well the biggest reason if we could take a look at is profitability so the the bank if you'll take a look at the skyline of any major city in the United States Or actually, if you took a a look at the skyline of any major city in the world, for that matter, you're going to find that the most opulent uh, buildings in town are banks. They're either banks or they're financial institutions that derive the largest portion of their profit from real estate finance. Why don't you want to do the same thing? The interesting thing is, is that while these banks are profitable, we don't want to be like that traditional bank because the traditional bank, they see the mortgage and trustee defaults as a huge, huge liability. And we see them as an asset. Why are they an asset? Because we can utilize them to make a higher than average return. So I'd like to discuss just briefly how we got to where we are and why the opportunities that we have today exist. First, we're all familiar with the big real estate run up from, let's say, mid to late 90s to end of 2006. As you can see, the the, uh, red line that goes up straight up, that's approximately 2000, the year 2000 to the end of 2006. And you can see what happened to home values and prices. So, what happened here was that banks were very um, eager to loan money on real estate. And when they did, they 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 did some really creative. I guess another word would be stupid. Loans. They had. There were negative amortization. There were interest only. There were uh, adjustable rates uh, with with adjustments that didn't take place for a long period of time. There were just all kinds of ways that if you fogged a mirror you could get a loan now when the people that bought these or uh, got these loans and bought these houses when they got in trouble and everybody knew they were going to get in trouble when they got in trouble they simply at this time they just refinanced and they were good for a a, a little while longer and everybody just absolutely knew that the house was going to grow in value and they could refinance again when that negative am loan um, turned into a fully amortized loan or when the adjustable rate uh, adjusted to the point they couldn't afford the payments anymore the home value had would definitely go up and they would just refinance well in 2007 that real estate bubble burst and that bubble bursting created what we what I absolutely personally believe is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity in non-performing notes. And that's the business that we're in and what we're going to try to teach you. Now, that crea- this bubble bursting created another scenario, and that is the banks consolidating. If you'll take a look at this uh, chart here, you'll see on the right side are four banks. This is what's left. Four banks are the result of the consolidation of the 37 banks that are on the left. So over the course of these years where, you know, on this list on the left, you're going to find things like uh, Wachovia, Countrywide, Chemical Bank, Bear Stearns, some of the the names that you have heard that have just imploded, and uh, they were consumed by these big banks. The banks on the left had all of this bad debt, mortgages that were uncollectible. They just couldn't collect them, and so the banks on the right, Purchased these banks with the bad debt and they purchase under an agreement called loss sharing. Well, guess who gets to share in those losses? That's right, you and I, the taxpayer. So the banks on the right bought the bad loans and agreement was made that we would help um, them by absorbing the losses that these banks, that the banks they acquired had. And the taxpayer would lost share in those. Well, that created another opportunity for the banks to get rid of these non-performing notes. So what, what has transpired is the banks sell these portfolios of bad loans, usually in pools of $50 million and up. And they sell them to large hedge funds. Um, these hedge funds and a portfolio of bad loans may include auto loans. It may include uh, include credit card loans. It could include all kinds of bad debt. We're interested only in the mortgage and trustee debt, but there's a lot of people, a lot of big funds out there who buy nothing but credit card debt. So what these hedge funds do is they buy these $50 million pools, and then they Cut them up, make smaller pools. They may make a small pool of uh, mortgage investments, and that's where we come in. We buy from the hedge funds that have pared them down. And we also buy from smaller regional banks that we call on a daily basis. Our goal is to get them to reperforming status and then either sell them or keep them for cash flow. So during the course of our meetings on Tuesday together, we're going to discuss all of this information, um, kind of uh, will expand and uh, subplot each of these. These are some of the opportunities that you would have to exit a note. Uh, One would be to sell immediately Um, to another investor who's looking for uh, non-performing notes. You can contact the buyer and possibly get a discounted payoff. We'll show you how that works in just a minute. You can do a workout, get the homeowner making monthly payments. And once the monthly payments are being made, we can then uh, go and sell that uh, performing note on the open market to an investor. Uh, We can do the same thing, get a workout with the homeowner and actually hold that note for cash flow. We'll also show that. And um, if at times the homeowner is just fed up, they want out, they don't want to do anything. uh, They just want to be done with this. We can agree to help them do a short sale. Uh, We can accept a deed in lieu. That's where we become the owner of the house uh, in lieu of foreclosing on it. And then in some cases, uh, especially cases where the homeowner has already vacated the property we may be in a situation where we have to foreclose. Now, we don't like to foreclose. We don't do it very often, but there are times that we have to. So let's give a, a couple examples here of how you make money in this business, uh, how you get a yield. The first would be the discounted payoff. In this case, we bought a, a second trust deed that had an unpaid principal balance of $43,509 and um, We purchased that note for $16,000 and within 60 days, we had contacted the homeowner and agreed to a payout of uh, $25,000 to settle that $43,000 debt. We had approximately $2,340 into the workout, so we profited $6,600 in 60 days, a cash on cash return of 41.6%, but certainly a lot higher annualized yield. That's one way to get, uh, the debt service. Now, that particular homeowner, we educated that they could use, uh, proceeds or a loan from their 401k uh, and then in reality then that loan they were paying back themselves so and got a substantial discount now another way uh, avenue for exit is the workout and sell and this is one this is usually our primary focus and in this case we purchased a Unpaid principal balance second for fifty-three thousand five hundred. It had not been paid for twenty-nine months. The payment was five twenty-two a month, so they owed fifteen thousand one hundred thirty-eight dollars in back payments and um, penalties and interest. So we agreed to let the homeowner pay $3,000 of those arrears, and if they would pay us $3,000, we'd wipe out the remainder of that $15,138, and they would begin paying us $375 a month until the balance of $53,000 was paid off. We um, had approximately $1,800 in this note. Uh, servicing it. We collected seven months of payment of 375. And then we sold the note to an investor for $16,875. We had $400 in expenses in selling the note. So we had a profit of $8,600 or a return of 74%. Now, some very interesting opportunities arise when you're using a retirement fund or a, a, an IRA, a 401k. Here's a good example. A UPB, this is an unpaid principal balance of 76400 that we paid $12,225 for. We had expenses of 1600 in servicing this debt, and we uh, had a monthly workout payment of a month, that's $6,000 a year. Year in and year out, we're going to get $500 a month. That's an annualized return on investment of 49.1%. We're going to get that year after year after year. So, looks pretty interesting. But the major question that we get from everybody is, what's the future hold? How long is this opportunity going to last? And while we don't like and can't predict the future, we certainly can project based upon some facts. What are these facts? Well, this chart here shows on the far right side, the small black column there represents the REOs owned by banks today. That's the total amount nationwide owned by all banks. Everything to the left of that small um, column there are delinquent mortgages that are headed toward that black column. There's 25 times. 25 times the amount is delinquent than is already owned by the bank. So there's a huge amount of loans out there that are headed toward Um, default and foreclosure so that's just the tip of the iceberg I say why is that well this is the same chart only for commercial now if you look at the blue column at the far right that represents the commercial REOs however everything to the left five times the amount that's in that blue column represents the non-performing defaulted notes that are headed toward that commercial REO foreclosure now the interesting thing is that this doesn't really tell the whole story in commercial five times is a lot better than 25 times but there is a story here that's not told by this graph and that is that the the mortgage industry when they when a when when a when a loan is written for a commercial property, typically that loan has an amortization schedule or a payment schedule that is over 20 or 25 years. However, the loan is written so that it becomes due in 7 to 10 years. And we have a lot of these loans that are 7 to 10 years old that are coming due in um, – 2015 to 2017, as a matter of fact, a trillion dollars worth of these loans are coming due and they're not going to be able to be refinanced because they, uh, the properties are worth less than is owed on them. So there is a huge amount of commercial properties going to be available and it is predicted that very few of these will go to foreclosure. Those loans are going to be sold to investors like you and I instead of taking them to foreclosure so a lot of opportunity there also so right now there are the the mortgage debt in the united states passed 13 trillion dollars in december of 2013. the residential mortgage delinquency is about at six percent and the banks have to get rid of this bad debt freddie mac has $40 $40 billion worth of loans a non cruel status, and they're going to have to get rid of those loans. New law, uh, new regulation, new banking regulations, uh, uh, regulations, uh, Basel 3 is going to require the reserve rates. The amount of cash that a bank has to keep on hand to, is going to go up. So regional small banks have not been selling a lot of their bad debt. The big banks have, have pretty much kept up with the pace, but not the small regional banks, and they're going to have to sell these non-performing loans to raise cash to meet their new reserve requirements. And then again, all of this bank consolidation and all the bad debt that they assumed requires them to sell. Another big factor that is in the future that HELOC's home equity lines of credits that were written from 2000 through 2009 are resetting. 20% of those HELOCs are resetting in 2015, and payments on those HELOCs will increase by as much as 50% or more, and it is uh, anticipated that at least 20% of those are in serious, serious danger of default. So what are the keys to success in this business? Well, first, you you need to create a source to purchase the products from. Uh, You need to have some place where you can get the uh, notes, a reliable source that you can buy them at at a discount. Uh, you need the education and the uh, due diligence team to assess each pool or each loan so that you know that you're paying the right price. You know that the loan is what is, it's uh, presented to be. And you need to do this in a very timely manner. So we're going to educate you on the due diligence process, the pricing model, and so on and so forth. And you need the ability to close. You need the cash to buy the notes. So next week uh, is going to be kind of a fun week for us. We're going to be talking about it's money, not math. And this is uh, this is going to be kind of an education on the time value of money. We're going to be able to show you how you can calculate your way to high yields um, by knowing how to use... Uh, the calculator and how to utilize the time value of money. We're going to be in the future, uh, probably the week after that, we're going to get into uh, pricing. How, How do you determine the price of a note? We're going to then get into the due diligence process. What do you need to do? What do you need to know about a note before you buy it? We're then going to get into the servicing requirements, the servicing being how is a note taken care of? Who who accepts the payment? What's done with the payment once it's uh, paid? What's an escrow account? How are escrow accounts uh, handled? We're then going to get into the workouts. How do you work out a note? How do you contact the homeowner? What kind of uh, opportunities can you give them to um, keep them in their home and make it a a win-win situation for everybody? And then, unfortunately, we have to talk about what can go wrong. Uh, What about bankruptcy? What about foreclosure? What about not being able to get a hold of a homeowner? What about dealing with attorneys? What about Dodd-Frank? We're going to cover all of that. We'll also have uh, some guests on that cover the uh, utilizing your IRA and your 401k. Uh, In the self-directed avenue, you certainly are able to buy notes utilizing a self-directed IRA and self-directed 401k. We're going to show you how to achieve passive income. Um, And we're going to spend a lot of time on raising private capital, creating an investment fund, um, the Securities Exchange Commission and Regulation D and how it applies to you. And, and then in addition to that, anybody that wants a specific knowledge that you could turn on to us, what you want to see in this program, uh, we would be happy to uh, entertain it and include it. So um, basically today was an introduction. Uh, we are really excited to have you on board. We have people from as uh, far away as New York, uh, East Coast, Florida. Uh, Georgia, which presents some problems of its own, all the way through Hawaii. And um, I appreciate all the different time zones. Again, we're going to try our best to keep it to uh, 30 to 40 minutes, recognizing that you're all busy, but we do want to be thorough. So please, um, we'd be happy to get your comments. Uh, on this to get some advice from you on how to handle it. Uh, My email address is ron, R-O-N, at mscpinc.com, and I'd be open to uh, any suggestions on how to make this good for you. Um, I will tell you that I did do a presentation with a group. Um, I was a, a guest, and I was told that I'm not a very dynamic teacher. So um, I apologize for that. However, if you wanted a dynamic uh, teacher, go to Tony Robbins. If you want to learn how to make money in the note business, tune into this.